Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, The Voice of the Lord is His Word. It shall be focused on the study of Psalms chapter 29. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy word, which teaches us, Lord, that You will give strength unto Your people. The Lord will bless His people with peace. So, Father, even in the day that we live in of civil unrest on every side, we don't seek peace in the world. We don't seek peace out of people who don't know you. We seek peace from thee, the peace that passes all understanding. So we thank thee for the blessing of thy word and, the, and thy Holy Spirit shed abroad in our hearts. In the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Psalms chapter 29. Psalm 29. A Psalm of David. Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf, Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calve, and discovereth the forests. And in his temple doth every one speak of his glory. The Lord sitteth upon the flood, Yea, the Lord sitteth king for ever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled Revelation chapter 4, part 3. This was preached in 1961 on January the 8th. We'll begin at paragraph 20 up to paragraph 46. I trust you find it to be a blessing. And remember, great things are taking place. It's unknown amongst the world. Jesus come, lived, died, and sacrificed, went back to glory, and millions never even know nothing about it. It's not flowerly, great, big. It's he came to his own. See? He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches, not to the outside, to the church. It's the church that gets it shaking. I used to think different from that till one day he spoke to me. Had me go back in the Word and think of how that the prophets all spoke of when John came said the high places would be made low and the low places made high and how the power of God would work in the, all the mountains would skip like little rams and the leaves would clap their hands. Well, that looked like it's something really was going to take place. See? And when it did, what happened? An old fella come out of the wilderness, probably beard grown all out, and an old piece of sheepskin wrapped around him. There was no conveniences out there in the wilderness. He'd been there since he's nine years old and he's thirty then. 
come walking out of the wilderness, stomping out, preaching repentance, standing mud to his knees, probably on the banks of the Jordan. That's when the high places is made low, Amen. and the low places is made high. See, it's, you have to have spiritual understanding. Remember, God never did and never will on this earth dwell in glamour. He's against it. He'll never, the great messages will never be make great big so-and-so-and-so. Don't do that way. His servants don't work in that manner. His glamour and glory is of above. Amen. Yesterday or two days ago, going out to Kentucky, up in Kentucky with my good friend, Brother Banks Woods, there was a woman policeman standing out there, and he said, Paul, we better slow down. He said, she's rough. And I said, yeah, that's right. I said, when a nation gets to a place where millions are employed and they have to take women, make policemen, and send them out there and cab drivers and things like that, it's one of the great stains on our nation. She's got just about as much business out there as a, as a rabbit's got in a kettle of grease. It just, it just, just not her place. And I said, that used to bother me so bad. But now I begin to remember, why, no wonder, this is, this is not our kingdom. We're not of this world. They, you, why don't women, our women, wear their, uh, their hair shortened, makeups and rock and rolls and all this stuff? Well, people go to ordinary churches and things and think, that's all right. Why? They're, they are Americans. They are Americans, got American spirit. We're not Americans. We're Christians. We live, our spirit is of another kingdom. If our spirit was of this kingdom, then we would worship with these things. And we'd worship all these vulgar songs and worship all this rock and roll. Wherever your heart is, there your treasures is. And our treasures is above. Amen. So therefore, we're going to a kingdom. This is not our home. We're just sojourning here trying to bring other citizens out of the darkness and go into a city and maybe hold a citywide campaign, just plow away for a week or ten days for one precious soul out there. One. Just one sitting out there. You might say, the meeting was a great success. Five thousand came to the altar. It might not be one of them saved. Not a one of them. See? And there might be, you might think, only two people camped the altar, but one of them might be a jewel. We just seen it in the creek. God picks out the fish. He knows which is fish and which is not. So, see, we're just preaching. And remember, you're doing the same thing in this tabernacle. But remember always this. My sheep know my voice. And the voice of God is His Word. I was thinking the other day how these people says that there never was a certain denomination churches saying divine healing wasn't right. Never was nobody given a gift of divine healing, but St. Paul or the apostles of 12 in the upper room has given the gift of divine healing. And that was all. That settled it. But you see through this wonderful chart that Brother Willie over here so marvelously fixed up for us, that little thread has been through the churches all the way. I wonder what that same denomination says about the history of the church, about Irenaeus, about St. Martin, and all those martyrs down through the age for hundreds of years at the death of the apostles, 
spoke in tongues and healed the sick and raised the dead and performed miracles, the whole church. Amen. wonder what about them? It was only to the apostles. See how narrow it is? They don't have spiritual understanding. That's all. Think. Blind, dead, and sin and trespasses. Sin means unbelief. Anything in unbelief is sin. If a fellow got a, a title that long, D-D-L-L-P-H-D-L-L-D, and says there's no such a thing as divine healing or baptism of the Holy Ghost, a man's dead in sin. He might be able to explain all kinds of mysteries in the Bible, but his very life, his testimony proves that he's dead. He's dead in sin and trespasses because he's a sinner. Sin is unbelief. Anybody else? Sin isn't committing adultery and smoking cigarettes and dancing and carrying on like that. That isn't sin. That's the attributes of unbelief. But a, a believer, no matter if a man don't drink, don't smoke, don't do these things, never said a bad word, keeps all the Ten Commandments, he can still be a black sinner. See? Just as rank as he can be. If he denies anything of the power of God, he's a sinner. The word sin is unbelief. I use fine see if that's right or not. An unbeliever in the Word of God, he is a sinner. He cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, all I thought then this morning, taking it upon myself by the will of the Lord, by the commandment of the Holy Spirit, to come down to the tabernacle again and maybe keep you all two or three hours. But I want to finish the book of the fourth chapter of Revelations before I go. Amen. And now I hope it's not wearisome to you. I hope it's, oh. it's glory to you. I hope it's something that'll do you good and help you in the days ahead to come. And now maybe I told Billy to come down here this morning and to give out prayer cards if there was any strangers in our midst. Because uh, we'll be leaving, and now and I don't know when we'll be back. God only knows that. And I wanted thought maybe the last meeting, if and when He called me up then about uh, about nine o'clock and said, "Dad, there's some people there to be prayed for." I've asked them, but said, "It's people that uh, ch- people that comes to church all the time." I said, "Then don't give out any prayer cards." See. I said, because as people, we have prayer for the sixth morning, we'll call the people up and pray for them. But I said, if it, uh, it's people that comes to Tabernacle, we know, I want some stranger. And he said, then he come out there a few minutes ago when he met me, standing out there, I said, well, I gave out some prayer cards. I said, just a few in there, I gave prayer cards out. I said, you can do whatever you want to. I said, well, we'll see how the message gets along, see where we're at, and then we'll go. I, he said, well, many of the people that wanted prayer cards, of course, they said they were people that's there in the church, see? Well, we know that God is God, and my, just the things that He does. Why, they, the phone rings all the time of people of different things, just little bitty things sometimes, and how God answers prayer. Amen. I wonder if that little lady or her husband, here from down in New Albany, they brought that little choked-out baby the other night with pneumonia in my house about 12, 1 o'clock. Uh, uh, fine. How is the baby? Fine. Good. All right. Just let me show you. See, it's something that you wouldn't know. It don't go on when the Holy Spirit speaks. Fred Softman, our precious brother Fred. I heard him say amen a while ago, but I couldn't place him out. Where is he at? Is he here? Here, right here. 
Brother Fred softened to this. Show how simple it is. He had some friends coming, which was Brother Welch Evans, I presume, I don't know. They had a trailer there that locked the doors, and Fred lost the keys and been looking everywhere and couldn't find them anywhere. And Brother Welch is coming right on up. So the day come that he was to arrive and things, he couldn't find the key anywhere, so he just called up home. So Brother Bram, where is the keys at? Where would we find them? Now that might stump some of you. For a man to ask a question like that, but wait just a minute. Remember the sons of Jesse looking for the mules? So if I had a gift in my hand, I'd take it down and ask to give it to the prophet, and maybe he'd tell us where those mules were. Remember that? And while he's walking on the street, they met the prophet. He said, you're looking for them mules. Said, there you go on back home. He said, they've already returned. Is that right? I prayed. Fred walked over and picked up the keys. Amen. Brother Ed Dalton, where you at? Where's Ed Dalton? I know he's here somewhere. I seen him a while ago. Oh, back in there he is. He heard me through the income or the public address system. The other night a call came in and Brother Ed was in serious trouble. I wanted to help him. Nope. Said I just want you to ask God. I asked the Lord to help him and next day his wife called up. Somebody come to the rescue? All right. Is that right, Brother Ed? See? He's just God, that's all. He's just God. See, he's just, it's just all the time, constantly, from one place to another. One place to another. No matter what trouble it is, he's God. We don't go around and brag about those things. We're not supposed to. Just don't let the right hand or the left hand know what the right hand's doing. We talk it among ourselves, but we don't blast that out somewhere because... That's self-pride. Like God only could do it for one person. He'd do it for anybody. It'll believe Him. It's belief, faith, whatever. Whatever you want to do, whatever your thoughts are, take it to God. He, 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 he provides everything. Isn't that right? So He answers prayer. He's a, God is a prayer-answering Father. Amen. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy love, and as Thy prophet used to teach us, that you can't get blood out of blood out of a turnip because there's no blood in a turnip. So, Father, we can't get peace out of the world because there's no peace in them. So, Father, we thank Thee for Thy love to know that we can look forward to Thee and know, Father, that Your ways are higher than ours. And put all our trust in Thee, and Lord, know that. Our true peace comes from Thee, Thy Holy Spirit, in our hearts. And may that be sufficient for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.